Las Vegas lacrosse has made its way to our beautiful city. That's just my terrible segue into my show. Welcome back to Brew Ha Ha, the podcast where I'm brewing up life lessons and laughs. I'm your host, Jen Coffee, And you know what? I've got a very special co-host with me today. Um, I'm so excited to be working with him. He is my colleague on the Las Vegas Desert Dogs lacrosse, um, I guess we would say like entertainment team. He's the PA, the public announcer for the Desert Dogs. He's going to be with me at every single game for the rest of the season. Please welcome G. White. Do <sighs> <laughs> you have any uh, like special names? My fucking <laughs> Excuse me for cussing up there. If, if that's not just so fitting. I don't even know if cussing is loud in here, so we'll try and keep it clean. I know, I'm trying to not cuss as much, but I mean, when my watch decides to take over the show, she's a bitch. Um, so do you have like any special uh, names? Do you address your brouhaha podcast listeners by anything special? I know when that comes to my mushroom wine uh, listeners, I call them shroomers and bloomers. That's adorable. Yeah, it's Mushroom Wine D&D. It's name, I'm, I'm already <laughs> dropping stuff. Uh, mushroom Wine D&D. We have no following whatsoever, but I call them the Arshomers and Bloomers. So do you have any like name for them? I want to address them properly. Is it just Hello Brouhaha Podcast listeners? It's just friends. Okay, hello friends. <laughs> I am going to be your Las Vegas Desert Dogs public address announcer, G. White, which is the most basic and uninviting PA address name ever. Um, I got to get something that's a little bit less basic, but I'm happy to be here, uh, as she said, with my brand new colleague who is a wonderful person to work with, who is going to be entertaining the crowd at our new home in Michelob Ultra Arena for our new box lacrosse team, the Desert Dogs. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, can't you just hear it in his voice, guys? I mean, please, this guy... I I already just want you to play the clip. We were, right before we started recording, we are going over some clips from ESPN+. Plus. If you missed it this last week, you missed it. But I'm pretty sure you can find little clips on ESPN2 and Plus and YouTube. But at the very beginning of the broadcast, I guess the... um, the whoever they are to be the play-by-play broadcasters there you go see this is why i i i'm not part of the <laughs> we're a working team here we're a working team i'm we're... just down there making people laugh and just screaming into the microphone that's all you have to do baby that's oh my... all you've got to do oh my god is vanessa making a she's it, making an it's, appearance it's, it's it's vanessa adjacent my voice is seriously still worn out from friday oh i can understand. i've got like three gears to it and two of them are mostly back and one is still not there vanessa and the cough is kind drop of... in your mouth I was trying to hide that from everyone. Yes, I have a cough drop in my mouth right now. There's no secrets here on Bruha. <laughs> there it is. So this clip, they drop G White's name on national television. We have, we, we have to play the clip. Go. You need the best. City Lacrosse Club for the second straight week. Very excited to have this one. Let's send it down to Vegas public address announcer G. White. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, I did just interrupt already. <laughs> Got to introduce Wayne Gretzky, Steve Nash, and Joe Sy, all the co-owners of the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. I guess just right out of the gate, tell me, or what in your words, was the experience like for you? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is our first time doing this because the Desert Dogs is a brand new team to Las Vegas. So they've never had anything like this. So this is new for both G and myself. Oh, and I should probably tell. I'm the in-game arena host slash MC, and G is our PA public address announcer. So now that we've cleared the air there, G, go ahead. Take it away. It's obviously an honor uh, to be able to do something like that. I think in the moment, it's just work. It's just words on a page. Uh, It's just part of the script that you're getting through, which is kind of adjusting to this new landscape. But when you have a chance to play back a national 
broadcasts um, and realize who you introduced um, and for what reasons. There's not a lot of words that can really explain something like that. Um, it's just one of the many things on a list of entire new experiences um, that are just kind of constantly rushing by that you're just hoping that you can actually keep up with. I, I still can't, I'm looking at a pause screen right now and it's like, yeah, I introduced uh, not only just the ownership of a team that's brought me in with almost no experience in this venue um, to match their new, young, budding team and market, these are important people in in their own rights. Yeah. Um, the importance of Joe Sy and working with the Nets and all of his other uh, sports organizations, including the San Diego Seals, which is another lacrosse team uh, that you know, we get to kind of work a little bit together with. Janet Gretzky and Wayne Gretzky and Steve Nash, um, their impacts in the NBA and the NHL, even if you don't have direct interaction and, and memories and experiences with that, um, you know the gravity of introducing those people to the people that it does hold weight and gravity to. Yes. Um, you can hear that in the reflection from from the fans. So it's amazing. It really is. Oh, man. And you did you did such an amazing job. Oh, to say the word amazing, <laughs> I think, is an understatement. Because you have so much... Your background is already... It's so incredible from, you know, the couple of times that we've talked, I've gotten to know you. You have extensive background in voiceover work and, you know, this... Uh, kind of like voice talent and technique and everything and learning how to command the room, not just with stage presence, but with your voice. You're the you're the guy, which I will say, for being behind the camera and not being in front of the camera, they got a lot of great shots of you. I saw so many pictures all over <laughs> Facebook and everything, like of you just with that microphone standing up. I remember at one point, one of our producers, he looked at me and he goes, is he standing up? Is G standing up? And I look up in the audience, and G is standing up with the microphone, jumping up and down, like screaming and getting the the stadium just riled up. And I go, he's standing up. And he was like, we nailed it. We picked the right guy. What's crazy Absolutely. Is, is how much how much word travels is because that came up to the, my show producer and our show director, yeah. Matt, who's sitting right next to me, oh, yeah. who in between breaks told me, Oh, yeah, by the way, our producer on the floor, Sully, mentioned that he sees you standing up. And so he's cheering at me. And then afterwards, Sully came and talked to me, too. So it was just bouncing around. As I love everything, the hypercritical in me, I have to say that she's giving me way more credit. Even in that Gretzky call, I can hear my voice crack. There is so much still rookie in my talent, in my ability to use my tool properly, um, in my ability to read engage the crowd, mm -hmm. um, that I think there's still a lot of room for growth. All that stuff aside, that was really fun. Oh my <laughs> God, it was so much fun. But I totally, I totally marry the idea because I am the, I'm my worst critic every time. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, when I first met G, after the audition, you know, we talked like, oh, where, what's your background, la, la, la. And he goes, oh, did you watch your audition tape? And I'm like, wait, that, that's an option? He was like, yes, email Sierra. Let her send it to you and you can watch it and critique yourself. However, when you watch it, be open-minded and don't immediately jump to what's wrong in the video. Just go in with an open mind. Watch yourself like you've never met yourself. And so I said, okay, so I got the, the audition tape. I watched it a few times, and as much as I wanted to be like, oh my God, Jen, you were such a loser. Ugh, that sucked. That was terrible. You need to leave. Hate it. I paused, and I went back, and I watched it with an open mind, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually super fun to watch. And it's, how often do we ever give ourselves praise? Right. It's like, we want to just immediately cut to the chase and be like, oh my God, I need to lose weight. Oh my God, I need to do something about my hair. Just nitpick all these little things that probably don't matter. Right. And at the end of the day, I just kept thinking when I was on the field, even during rehearsals, when I was on the field and one of our stage managers kept saying, just, just bring that personality that you brought to the audition. Don't worry about the script. Don't worry about the little stuff. Just be the gen that came to the auditions. I was like, oh my God, she was a lunatic. But then I thought, I guess that's who they booked was the lunatic. Yeah. Looking, <laughs> looking, looking at a, a brief look at the auditions, they, you know, you got to give them what you sold them there. You can't give them the bait and switch. You can't be like, oh, this is what I'm going to bring to the table and then say, and now <laughs> to get you all hyped for today's game. It's not going to work. It's yeah. not going to translate very well. Welcome Panther City. <laughs> that was hilarious. If, if, if any, uh, oh my God. I think, did they, they, I think one of the producers actually heard me say, whatever. 
at some point. <laughs> I, I dropped a whatever during that game, and it's there's so, there's so much stuff to talk about. Like you don't know how clear you're coming through. Yeah. All of our rehearsals and whatnot. We're not with the stadium full of people. Oh, it's it's the weirdest echoey like fishbowl, and there's no what Mikey said. There's no. Um, dead bodies or warm bodies to fill up to like kind of bounce off. Yeah, I know, right? But when you have this this empty space, this giant empty space, Mm -hmm. and you're doing rehearsals and you hear yourself bouncing off, you're like, okay, that sounded okay. This is pretty good. You're getting a rhythm. Then people come in and they completely change the dynamic. They change the atmosphere. Nowhere. You can't hear any. I couldn't really even hear myself at a couple of points during the game. I wanted to ask you this, and this would be one of the interview questions that I had for you. Oh, I because love it. Because we, we, we shared this thing together. Was the, uh, during rehearsals, dealing with that typical microphone delay. Right? Yes. When, when you talk. Yes. You I have had to, to think about it for a second. You have to, you have to, it, well, it's, it's the exact, exact same thing as when you're doing it, and as you're talking, you yeah. have to stop because you said a word, and two seconds later, that word comes to the speaker. Right. And now you're making sure that you're not double talking over that. That whole, did you notice that there was no echo once we got into the game. Yes. There was no looking for that two to three. When I did my reads, everything felt, for the best example, the same as it does when I do my announcements at the casino. Mm-hmm. There's enough, There's a. it's not as heavily sound dense. Right, right, There's right. There's enough stuff for it to bounce off of. Yeah. So that delay that you're used to is that quarter to maybe like half a second mm-hmm. of like, I heard myself. It's like if you have the feedback in your headphones. It's much long or much shorter than if we do it to the empty stadium. Yeah, the absolutely. The full stadium felt just like the full casino. And that when I was talking, I didn't have to wait for that extra lag in between like the voices that I was, or the, the script that I was reading. Yeah. I was able to read through and it felt like I could give a natural read and not have that hesitation. Did you notice the same thing? I did. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I had my, my earphones in mm-hmm. and I tried my best to like have my hair like cover it, you know, just so it looked a little more natural. Right. But... When when I put the earphones in, because I was using different earphones for rehearsals, so these ones were way better. They completely blocked out the echo. They, like everything was so saturated that I could hear Matt screaming into my ears at one point, <laughs> which there was a lot of. At one point, we did a segment called "Secure the Bag," and um, it's just we play a game and we bring a contestant out on the field and you know do you want to keep the bag you have or do you maybe want to secure the other bag maybe it has a better prize you know whatever literally the easiest of all the break ones that we do it's the best game <laughs> you're still a win- everybody at the Desert Dogs is a winner so you never leave empty handed but right. there was a gal who upgraded and she got she still got Desert Dog swag and then she got tickets to Caught and she got an autographed Steve Nash ball like mm-hmm. a lacrosse ball in, yep, a, yep. in a case and when she's pulling it out, Matt, or it was either Sully or Matt in my ear goes, wow, Carla, you definitely upgraded. Way to secure the bag. And I was like, wow, you definitely upgraded, Carla. Way to secure the bag. They immediately just in my ear were like. They fed you? They fed me that line. Whoa. And I didn't even ask, like, do I say that? I just repeated it. That's why if you, there's a clip, I think. Actually, I think I have it on my phone. Goodness gracious. There's a moment when we're securing the bag and I kind of pause and then it just came out and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> did they that master perfect. they master puppeted you right there, didn't they? They sure did. <laughs> know if that if anybody's going to be able to hear that clip but basically there's a little pause and that's right when Matt jumped in my ear and said way to secure the right bag you know la 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 and without even thinking twice I just I went and I thought finally something that is not being screamed in my ear and something that actually makes sense but it was in that moment that I understood the brevity of having those headphones in Mm -hmm. because other than being yelled at all night and I know obviously like not yelled at but like hearing the feedback of being you know like do this do this wrap it up wrap it up three mm-hmm. two one it's nice to hear them like just engage it was really cool to be you know like have a little direction like hey what if you say this i'm like yeah i'm privy to saying anything right just tell feed it into my ear and if it's gonna make them the mood of the the secure the bag game or the trivia game whatever if it's gonna change the mood at all or elevate it do it absolutely all day 
But yeah, that reverb or that echo went during rehearsals, it's it is unforgivable. But it wasn't there. It wasn't there. Which was crazy to me. What was the attendance? It was like over 7,000? Yeah, out of a 12,000 seat arena, we're looking at a little over 7,000, which I think is respectable. Oh my Absolutely God. Absolutely respectable. Yes, very much so. Yeah. I think the way that everybody was placed, so I'm closing my eyes and I'm reliving the arena. That's been happening a lot head. since last Friday. Yeah, the game was exactly <laughs> one week ago today, and we're still like... Can't get we're, enough. We're running on the high. We're not even on fumes. I'm still on a high. Mm-hmm. For the first two or three days, I was like, that didn't happen. I haven't that been was able to sleep. rehearsal. Can't sleep. I know. Can't sleep. It's just, it's absolute. I've never in my life experienced something like that. No. And I've been a performer most of my life. So I I've been not. on stages. Well, well, now you have. Now you've performed <laughs> for an arena of 7,000 plus. I can tell you from a performer standpoint, being on a stage and seeing the packed house it does elevate your nerves a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when I went out there, I went out there at 625. It bleeds in my brain. 625, Dylan said, okay, we're going out to do your intro. And we go out there and we didn't even have nearly half the arena there. Probably even less than that. No, doors had opened at six and it was very slow to fill until it wasn't. It was, there was like no one there. And I walked out there and I was shaking in my boots. I was so nervous. I went out there and I just did my best. And this is where the hypercritical in me comes in. I fumbled my intro a little bit, but that's to be expected because I have to perform in this, basically what we call theater in the round in theater land. So there's no dedicated like edge of the stage. The stage is literally, you keep turning your back. Oh, it's like as if you were, you have to address all 360 degrees of the room. Absolutely. That makes makes sense in concept. Go ahead. And we have... Tony is our camera guy. He's awesome. He has a Shakespeare background. So he's done Shakespeare for 30 plus years. Okay. And so we kind of, we connected on that level, being that I was playing Lady Capulet before COVID hit, you know. Okay. Juliet's lush mother. Ah, best role ever. (laughs) But when he, you know, he was like, okay, so wherever you go, I will follow you. I'm not used to that because I'm not a film actor. I don't work in front of a camera. So when he's like, yeah, if you just move around, I'll follow you. Just move around. And so I felt very much like I needed to be confined because I was like, oh, my God, if I move around, he's going to have to move around. Yes, Jen, that's the idea. You are free to move around. I'm like, oh, 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 so I do move around. You are free to move about the cabin. (laughs) (laughs) So it like I think just the rehearsals. The rehearsals were so much better than the actual performance for me. I'm trying to forgive myself a little bit, give myself a little more grace because it's like, okay, Jen, you've never performed to 7,000 people before. I mean, the max, maybe 500, maybe. This this team could have gone out and gotten qualified people who have experience in PA arena announcement, large crowd settings. Right. The rookie team... Bet the and it's the game presentation team that we're part of. They bet the game presentation yes. bag on two rookies. That's a mouthful. Yeah, but a good mouthful. Yeah, I'm really glad that they did too. When I got the phone call, now we're going way back. Oh yeah, we back should. to like <laughs> let's yeah let's just go back to our roots. <laughs> Dream fade sequence back yeah. to. <laughs> 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 um, what was it? October. The audition was October 21st. It's around then, yeah. And I got the it phone call like five two. days later. Oh, I felt like it took two weeks. No, mine was a little under a week. It, mine was probably equivalent, but I was watching my phone like a girlfriend waiting for a text from a missing boyfriend. <laughs> I, was, I was attached to that thing. Is he going to call? Is he going to call? Any, any buzz that came through yeah. was was the buzz. I couldn't help myself. I was I was a mess for a couple of days. I could not do anything except for look at my phone. I couldn't focus on anything. I literally... Wow. I wanted it so bad. Oh, my God. I felt that I had done so damn well. I had prepped for it. I knew the type of tones that I wanted. Yes. I wanted it so bad. Please, go on. I just had to... No, I love... This is what this podcast is for. This is our experience, our collective experience of what it's like to now be a part of a professional sports team. This is a huge deal. There's... There's a couple of stuff that we could talk about with the audition, absolutely. Oh, my oh, God. absolutely. I want to so bad. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know what if what stuff that you picked up on your on during yours, but there was a couple of things that I don't know that we've ever talked about oh. that, that happened, but we can talk about auditions, Let's absolutely. Dish. Okay, so I will be the first to admit, when I auditioned, I went in there, I felt like I auditioned good. You know, like, I did a, pr- a pretty good job, because um, I didn't really know what I was auditioning for, because I don't have this experience. I've never done sports 
PA or sports hosting. So I just went in there and did what I would normally do in any audition. Just make a fool of myself. Have fun. Ha ha ha. Leave a lasting impression. Yep. And of course... Um, back in October, I was dealing with a lot of personal issues. And so I was really, I was at a very low point in my life in October. And so I was trying to find anything that would make me kind of bounce back or, you know, so I was auditioning a lot. I was going to a lot of these calls and getting cut left and right. So I didn't have the best outlook. I was like, I'm probably not going to get it was my first reaction, which is terrible because after the audition, I went to this beautiful park. It overlooks the city. It's called Fox Hill Park in Summerlin. Oh my God, if you've never been, it's gorgeous. I just had a photo shoot out there. I'm obsessed with it now. Okay. But I went to this park and I overlooked the city and I just kind of stood there. But I just, I absorbed everything that happened. I absorbed my personal issues, just all of it. And I thought, you know what? Even if I don't get it, I'm so happy that I'm putting myself out there again. Right. Because my self-esteem is so low right now. Like just taking these beatings is probably not the best thing for me, but it is the best thing for me. Because I know myself and I know that when I feel really bad about myself, I need to go out there and do something about it. So after my moment on the hill, I drove home and I was like, I'm probably not going to get it. There's probably going to be a girl. Because I, I heard a lot of the auditions waiting in the green room. Thought, no. What time was your audition? 4.40. It sounds small, but per- go ahead. Yeah. Okay. But I got there around like 3 and they were backed up. So I didn't go on until 5.30. And then I didn't get in there until about 6.30. So anyway... I heard a lot of these super talented people go out. I went out there right after this one really good girl. We're talking like musical theater performer, just suit. And I was like, I thought I was outgoing. She was just like, hey, welcome to the Las Vegas. It sounded a little circusy. I know he's like leaning away from. <laughs> well, it just makes you go. Oh. No, I felt like I felt like Alice. Oh. I'm shrinking. Yes, exactly. It was. I was, re- and she when we were talking. Um, she introduced herself. I don't remember what her name was, but yeah. we were <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but we were talking, and she's like, "Yeah, I have a degree in musical theater from, you know, Juilliard, wherever." Okay, so we're just we're just putting it on the table. Yeah, let's okay. unzip our pants uh-huh. and flop it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I've been doing this for the last couple of years, and Lola and I thought, oh, okay. She's like, "So what about you?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm just a I'm a performer. This is what I love to do." I didn't at that point. I'm like, "This is not a one up game." I'm not sticking it out and trying to right. bump with you. Yeah. it's just no. It's, we're not here to do that. Meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Catch me outside. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was I was super intimidated in that moment because it was just like with everything else going on in my life, and then coming in and seeing these super talented people coming in hearing their audition out there you get lost in your own head and you're like oh you really think you stand a chance listen to how animated they are they have so much energy they actually know what they're doing and at that point i think okay well i'm just gonna throw off the gloves i'm just gonna go out there take a big gulp of air and here we go and that's it and you just go out there and do it and i did i kind of just i blacked out when i went out there i just blacked out and i did it and i remember dylan was on the camera and then everybody was at the table and they were laughing their ass off at my audition. And they were like, you're so, what did they say? Um, they didn't say anime, but they, oh, you're so, you're so physical. Like, this is so great. We, we love it. You're, you're hilarious. They were giving me feedback right then and there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, I'm a, like a clown improv performer. I use my body a lot. When I thought about it, when I was out there, I was like, yeah, Jen, this is the type of person you are. You use your body to tell the story. So just... Tell the audience the story with your body. And I think this is where I kind of missed the mark during the first game was I wasn't using my body to tell the story because mm-hmm. I was so freaking nervous. Yeah. But I did get a lot of good feedback after the game. So now moving into this next game, I know what to expect. When I was out there doing all this stuff and pretending to throw the t-shirts and all this stuff, they were wailing. They were laugh crying. I'm like, really? Because it's you go back into that like me little old me like you're laugh crying at me Mm -hmm. oh my god i took away like okay i think i made an impression maybe they'll consider me for another project you know like not even giving myself the the congratulations like jen you might be considered you might just get it and then sierra calls me five days later we just want you to know we love your audition and i'm like but (laughs) yeah i just learned today about the shit sandwich so here's the bread (laughs) Where's the shit? And then where's the final piece of bread? (laughs) That's not a thing. Is that a 
I swear to God, we go to yes, yeah, the ships. It's it's how you deliver the bad news. You say, "Oh my God, you look so great today." I ran over your cat when I pulled into your parking lot. Your house is amazing. See how it's nice and wedged right in between those two pieces of lovely compliment bread. It's a nice little hunk of shit. (laughs) Sorry. No, that could not be more accurate. Because I felt I was. Crunchy. Mm-mm. I swallow it, but I'm not happy about it. Tastes like a balloon. <laughs> and then, yeah, to my to my surprise, she turns around and goes, "We absolutely loved your audition. We would love for you to join the Desert Dogs." I almost threw my phone against the wall. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I started crying, jumping up and down, hyperventilating. Bitch! <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, in the, in the audition when you shrank down to nothing, uh-huh. and then you get the phone call that you booked it. Like mm-hmm. I blew the house. Can you get I, out of the room, please? I can't. I'm busting out of windows here. Help me! Help me! Oh my god! I'm blowing up. I'm literally blowing up. <laughs> yeah, it, I can honestly say with a full heart and a full stomach right now. Thank you for the wings, by the way. Oh, you're welcome. That I was not expecting that because obviously, like this is a job and this is a, a an amazing opportunity. But like any other audition, don't put all your eggs in one basket, Jane. You gotta be honest with yourself in that, right. you know, here's the reality. There were other people that auditioned for that. Oh and God. if you run the numbers, oh God, yes. how many got picked out of how many were auditioned? Much like with other things in this entertainment or any other high value, high performance realm, it's a small percentage. And you Nil. were part of that small percentage. And so were you. We'll get to that. Oh, I'm just so I'm I'm riding off the high of the shit sandwich. Yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, it, it's the best shit sandwich. Literally, it turned out to be an ice cream sandwich. It's a reverse shit. It's, it is. It's an ice cream sandwich. Yes. Yes. It's the best ice cream sandwich I've ever had in my life. Yes. That was that was my audition experience. Mm-hmm. I think in a whole, and then going into the scrimmage because we had to do the scrimmage before the actual opening, which was a nice rehearsal. I had absolutely no idea what to expect Mm -hmm. and the scrimmage versus opening day night and day difference one wasn't one wasn't preparation for the other i mean i understand some aspects of it may have been good rehearsal so like me using the microphone he's just just going like this now furiously shaking my head no but it really was so different it was like two different events Mm -hmm. for two different sports yep okay i've been talking for so long take it away I did want to, before I go into there, in case they don't pop up, you briefly touched on something in the realm of being just real and the the production team picking up on that, mm-hmm. right? That you were just, you were literally yourself. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind because I'm going to tell you something that happened in mine as well. Okay, keeping it real. And also the full body experience, something that I learned from my voice class. I was working a shift at, I was I working? I may not have been working. I can't remember. I really can't. Hmm. I get an email from one of my leads, uh, and it is an Instagram post from, I believe it was Vegas Auditions. Oh, so we're talking about your audition from the beginning. I love it. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. your turn. It's very, it's very, very brief. Okay, go. Sends me the email. Says, hey, if you're interested in this, go ahead and try. Mm-hmm. I look it up, reading through the application a bunch of times, looking at like the experience, and I'm like, I have been talking about the next step after doing Casino. PA announcing as like a stepping stone has got to be something of a bigger venue, sports, something. Mm -hmm. I would not have been at that audition if it wasn't for my lead because I'm not on Instagram. Not I am now. Yes. But I'm not even following. Are you going to throw your handle in there really quick? Uh, Yeah, it's G White VO for Instagram. Uh, You can find me as G White is G E E and not just the letter. Uh, It's short for Gerard, but I just go by G E E. And until I find some other fantastic actual stage name um, that is, you know, gin coffee rolls off so much better than G White. I'm sorry. It is so basic. Even if I go by just G, it's not enough. I could go by Mr. G, but I'm not sure if I want to go there yet. But G White is just so carry on. No, but I like it too because it is, it's easy on the ears. And I think especially like new audiences, like our audiences for the lacrosse team, they they need something easy to, you know, we can't just throw all this excitement at them. It's just going to be the same thing as at my other casino is that when you hear the voice and you see the person, they don't match. Yeah. That is the number one thing that I get is that, wait, that came out of you? And you know what they were expecting. Here's a hint. It's an old white guy. I'm neither of those. Um, if it wasn't for my lead at work, I would have never seen that 
at all. So wow. the only reason that I'm here is because of that opportunity. So you want to talk about small percentage chances of stuff happening? I decided to jump on it. When I got there for my audition, there weren't any signs pointing where to go. So I walked into the arena. Someone was doing their audition. I assumed... My mouth is to the floor. Yeah, right I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just gonna let, gonna let that marinate. You're just gonna let that one marinate. Mm-hmm. I assumed that I was supposed to sit in the stands. <laughs> Shut so up. So I just casually walk in like I own the goddamn place. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I can't believe I've this yet. No, I, I walked in. I walked in like I own the place and sat like two or three rows behind the people doing the audition at the table. While the guy was in the middle of his audition, and there's another guy who I think was part of either the Three Point Crew or the Michelob Ultra Arena Crew okay. um, that was sitting there next to me, and we're kind of like shouldering every now and then. But I'm remaining respectful. I don't see anybody else out here. And then when the guy finishes, he's like, you want to let him know you're here? I'm like, yeah, I guess. I don't think anybody sees that I'm here. And so Sierra walking back, and so I jumped down. I'm like, hey, guys, I just want to let you know I'm here for my... Uh, my 3.30, I got here at about 3, but, you know, it seems like, they're like, you were supposed to be in the green room. I'm like, there's no signs about where I'm supposed to go. So they take me back to the green room where they have the scripts and the rosters. I should personally introduce myself. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> I have a habit of going where I'm not supposed to go, okay? Um, but look where it took you. Oh, exactly. Uh, Snaps got, for G. I get into the room, it's just me. Um, they've got the scripts there, so I've got time to kind of do a quick... Script deconstruction of uh, stuff that you're learning from class about go through, check for any grammar or spelling errors to get that stuff so you're not tripping up over that when you're reading it. Um, get used to being able to cold read, which is something that I do pretty much uh, on a daily basis when I'm at the casino. Right. Just get in that zone. Uh, I think there were two women that walked in eventually over the time being there. I know one was kind of trying to talk to me, and I can say that game face on, I really was like not trying to have any of that. Right. Um, you can absolutely hear them doing auditions mm -hmm. outside you can hear the music bed that they're playing you can kind of hear their energy you know if you're you're not listening to the the wall to listen in on it but you can hear them I wasn't really shook by that it was more so like i really hope i didn't already blow it by just like yeah. walking in saying hey i'm here oh shit in the wrong place all right um, someone put it back on yeah exactly the exactly you, you turn around put the note back on him and get him the hell out of here yeah when i walk out i introduce myself to where i now know uh, sitting on this side of the table, mm -hmm. there was Keith. Yes. Dylan. Yes. I want to say it might have been Pat, Sully. Sierra. Oh, no. Su Sierra, Sully, Matt. and then Matt. Yes. Yep. Yes. You're right. So now I, I know mm -hmm. the whole spread, right? The first thing I want to talk about was when they sat me down, they asked me, did you know anything about lacrosse? I said, no. I'm like, but does it count if for the past two weeks I've been going on YouTube and watching full games? And Sierra wanted to say no, but before she could, the ends of the tables go, yes. Okay, so we got a point there. They're like, tell us about yourself. How'd you get into PA announcing? I'm like, well, I want to do voiceover work, um, but I actually just started. So, you know, for all the credit you gave me, I've just been doing this since April. And the only credit I have under my belt is that I'm a casino PA announcer. Um, I've been working through and taking classes at an academy here in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I have some experience there, um, but I don't have any big experience. But I told them, one of the first things that I did when I started figuring out where would my voice fit, I looked at Bruce Buffer. Or Michael Buffer. Is it Michael Buffer? Michael Buffer. Mm -hmm. Let's get ready to rumble! Mm -hmm. yeah. And I liked that. I, I started taking that archetype as like a classic PA announcement. There was also a YouTube series where uh, I believe it's NBA 2K brought in PA announcers and put them under the spotlight of like, we know you're playing the game, but we want the PA announcers that are at the arenas to be part of the game too, to add to the experience. I watched every single team's video, listening to the different PA announcers. And what I told them was, the thing that I came away with was, they're all just regular people. Oh my God. They're Who all just, thought? they're all just regular people. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't feel like that's not, I, I, that's not something I can't do. I can absolutely do that. Yeah. I can do the same thing that they're doing. It doesn't matter the sport. If you have a passion for it, the, the nerd and the analyst in me is going to learn the sport, but I get to be myself and all of that pent up energy and emotion actually has a canvas to paint upon for once. Wait, can I tell you something really quick? Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, 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 yes. When they asked me, um, do you know anything about lacrosse? I just thought of this. I go, well, I don't. However, I did the same thing. I was like, does it count if I've seen the movie Mean Girls at the very end where Regina's channeling her anger by means of lacrosse at the end of the movie Mean Girls? Oh and they all started busting up laughing. They were like, okay, yeah. we'll take it. <laughs> Which is also fitting for the in-game host and MC. You have that kind of bubbly energy with weird, wacky <laughs> trivia. 
It all fits. Right? It all fits perfect. We're like ordinary people exactly. all of a sudden. Oh my God, we're relatable? Sully kind of looked at me and said, that's it. It's that all of these guys, all the people that we work with in these announcer MC positions are just regular people. So I wanted to hit on that because, yeah, you're right. It's about us just being Joe and Sally off the street. We, we messed up. We're hypercritical of ourselves. I'm, I'm going to do better. We're just normal. Normal people mess up. But we have an incredible work ethic and we have a passion for what we do. We and it doesn't improve. really, it doesn't really. And if we play on a chip on our shoulder in any way, shape or form. Mm-mm. They're going to, they will smell that out so quickly and mm-hmm. you'll be discarded very quickly. Not only that, your reputation exactly. in this town as well. You have to mind your P's and Q's, mm-hmm. especially in an industry like this. So uh, we're, the fir- we're like way better than everybody already. The first, the first lesson that I learned, and this is from an anime voiceover um, structure class. Yeah. Was the instructor the instructor told us the most important thing you can do at the start of your careers is making a good first impression. Oh, amen. And that's all that mattered to me at that audition. I'm the kind of person that will happily go online and watch two to three year old videos just to learn the sport, so that way, even coming to the audition. I've got the archetype of an announcer that I want to bring to the table. I've got some sort of knowledge about the game that I can show to you that proves that I've been doing some sort of like investment. And then one of the things that they told you was go out there and be yourself. I know. People tell me, you have a casino full of people who walk around and give you the compliments and the feedback. They're like, just be that same person. They're going to fall in love with you. Just be that same person. The audition was incredible. I'm going to drop these tiny little nuggets. Oh my God, go. I'm a big face and body language reader, mm-hmm. right? And I told you that when I started, I had uh, the stance like I was at my other casino. So I was holding the microphone. And then when I got comfortable, after that second read, I put the microphone in the stand, cocked it to the side, like almost like kind of turning your cap to the side. Like, uh-huh. I got this now. Going through the reads, I'm like listening to what they're saying. And you know when you just have that feeling like, this is, this is going right. The energy yes. and the messages that they were given to me they were also the ones where it was, yeah, man, you're doing good. Keep it up. I really shouldn't be saying this right now because that's not what you say during an audition. Mm-hmm. But like, I want to give this guy credit. Yeah. And I, I heard that from him. And I'm like, okay, it kind of feels, kind of feels good. There's lots of encouragement. When I'm finished with my first reads, they're like, so do you want to read for the in-game MC? They did the same thing to me, but opposite there. Do you want to read for the PA? And was your initial core feeling like, so, like, if you want to, you can. We already heard that, and we kind of like that, but you can do it if you want we to. We don't mind watching you because you're fun to watch is basically what I was getting out of it. Not to sound vain or anything, but because it was... This is, no, this, yeah. this is 100%... This is about if you have a knack for looking and reading people, facial expressions, emotion, tendencies, if you do buy into kind of that, like, person-to-person connection. Absolutely, 100%. I was thinking about this for the days after because I was like, either I was picking up some seriously incorrect vibes and I think way too highly of myself or I was in the presence of people who were really buying into what and I was And you were doing. having a good time and it was showing because they were having a good time. And when you're having a good time, it's like, I don't really want them to go. Like their audition was great and we already, we've made our decision, but I mean, do you want to stay? Like you're super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I drop absolutely. A, drop a tiny little hint of like, you know, yeah, the people at the casino said that like I have like a radio DJ kind of a cadence. Keith? goes, yeah, you're right. You should look into that. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. But when you play it back, you're like, in-game host MC thing. I now know it was Dylan. You know, do you know the huge hydro that Dylan brings with him? Yeah. Have you seen that? Yes, yeah, so with all the stickers all over So it. he goes, play to the camera Pretend and starts. Hydro's the camera. He didn't do that with the guy before. He's literally, let's just put him in the situation. And it, it helped feed me more into, and I was doing that. I've got to show you the, in, the in-game hosted MC adjacent auditions that I did because I was leaning into it just like you were. There was a crowd person right there. There's a crowd person right there. I was playing to the people up in the yeah, 200s. You have, to. You, you have to paint the picture so that they can see the picture. Exactly. That's what the audition process is. Whatever you're seeing, they're going to see. Mm-hmm. So if I start looking at the Jumbotron, which wasn't there, if I look at the Jumbotron, wow, look at your smile. Oh my gosh, your parents spent a pretty fortune on on those braces or whatever. They're like, oh my God, those teeth, those kids' teeth are really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, just pointing that out. You know, when you start interacting with the non-existent crowd, mm-hmm. when you start interacting and 
bringing nothing to life, mm-hmm. they see it. That's probably why they were like, I mean, you don't have to go. Do you yeah, want to hang yeah. out? Like, said, yeah, yeah. You, but it was fine. They, they, I, they told both of us after they heard us, they knew. They knew. If they've never told you that, they told me that. They Not just after. After both of us. They knew. I don't know how early into the, and whatever else they had to listen to through the day, but those were the benchmarks. Oh my God, we're going to start crying. This I know. is like so much, this is an emotional triumph for, I think for both of us. Yeah. Because we are both, I can already tell we're both so critical of ourselves, but I think it is coming from a place of absolute honesty where you're like, you know what? Come on, you could do better. There's a perfectionist at the core. Oh, 1000%. There's, there's someone in there that even though no one outside will know that you had that hesitation. Mm-hmm. Most people outside won't know that I had that voice crack. We know. Mm-hmm. We know. Yeah, unless you point it out or unless you, oh my God, didn't you see the way I did? Like I was a dancer before I was an actor. And sometimes when I would perform, I'd be like, oh my God, that turn was so sloppy. What do you mean? Everything looked great. The costumes, the this, the that. I'm pretty sure the last thing they're worried about is was your toe pointed or flexed on that pirouette, Jen? The person, the person that it matters to, it probably doesn't matter. That wasn't the person you were performing to. Exactly. It was an amazing audition. I get through that. As I'm leaving, I get the typical, or not even the typical, it was the, so this other job you're working, is that full-time? No, I only work a few a few shifts. Like, They're like, okay, yeah, good, good. Okay. <laughs> You're uh, ours. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be in contact. Now, you can't... Yeah, no, no. You can't that. say that to someone. That's what they said to me. They were like, we'll definitely reach out to you. Goodbye. To tell me no, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that, was the, that was the bread. Here's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be reaching back out to him. And there's the other piece of bread. A shit sandwich. <laughs> Sierra, I, I was a mess. I, I told them, and I don't think they picked up on it, when they said, like, you know, they'll get back to whatever. I'm like, I'll be watching my phone for the next few. I could not do anything for the next four or five days. I don't remember when it was that they actually called, but I was, if there was an app buzz on my phone, if there was anything. Yeah. Because when I'm playing it back and I'm looking at, and I'm like, there's no way I was wrong about picking up on those signals, right? You don't say you don't say those kind of things no, and take nature. that kind of risk unless you gut. know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, also, please, please, I've been talking so many things into the universe. I had mentioned the next it. step is a PA. Mm-hmm. It's the next one. I don't care if I don't have any experience. Just give me a chance. And that is the type of chip on the shoulder mentality that I have. Is that mm-hmm. like, did I get a proper chance? Did I get a chance to truly show mm-hmm. my abilities? Did I mess up? Did I, you know, Eminem says you only get one shot and mom's spaghetti and all that stuff. Did I miss my shot? Ugh, or spaghetti. did I never get an actual chance mm-hmm. to perform and be who I was? And I got that chance. And that is what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, just, it was that process, the callback, the preseason game is a totally different story. We can even at some point talk about how they made sure this team was taking care of us. They sent me down to San Diego to get... PA experience. So I wasn't, that first game wasn't my first game. So I had a feeling. So I had something to bring to the table to actually build around creating my own archetype because, oh, by the way, they said, just so you know, you got the keys. We don't, I was, I was so worried about like, I'm not going to be able to like be talking on the mic a lot because those guys sometimes talk during every single possession. And that's because they're like super established, right? Yeah. And it was, you got to do what the sport is going to ask you to do, which is that constant high energy. Yeah. And what you brought to the audition is what we want you to bring to the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we've been showing your audition around the office. I don't know if they ever told you that, but your audition was probably shown around the office. Oh, it was. <laughs> when I came in to pick up my swag, yep, same thing. I went in and everybody was like, oh, this is Jen, our new in-game host. Everybody, no joke, stood up and gave me a round of applause standing up. I was wow. like, oh, my God, I'm so old. Like, I was like, Oh my god, am I the president? Now? Where is my helicopter? You know, oh my god, I was. I was doing the Princess Diana mm-hmm. hand. It was insane. I was like, oh, this isn't because to me it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. On the contrary, Jen, this is a huge deal. This is a, this is a huge deal. But see, we talk ourselves team. down. Yeah. It's not a big deal. This is just a great opportunity. That's all it is. Don't make it bigger than it is. No, make it bigger than it is. This is a huge deal. Seven thousand is big, my dear. Uh, yeah, and 102,000. Did you see that post on Absolutely. MLL? Oh, yeah. 102,000. I mean, I mean, when you said ESPN 2, nationally broadcast, that changes mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, every single one is on ESPN+. Plus. So technically, we are always, this entire season, we are always going to be on an ESPN affiliate. Oh my god, I'm, I'm so excited, but I'm also nervous, but now it's like, I feel that we've we've more like secured and affirmed who we are now that we're like, yeah, we, we booked this, we booked it fair and square yep. because of our talent, because of who we are. And because of our abilities. And also, I don't know if they've ever told you, but Dylan continuously tells me, you're coachable. And that's a huge thing in the industry is being coachable and being flexible. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I know I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't even know a sliver of anything sometimes. Mm -hmm. And to be able to go into an industry and be like, I really want to learn. Teach me. How can I make this team better? How can I make everybody's days more efficient, more smooth? He's like, oh, no, we do. people are not like that. People are like, I know what I'm doing. You don't need to tell me what to do. I know what side's my good side. I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Diva Central. We're, I'm like, that's not going to get you very far. We're boiled and baked in humility. Yeah. And it sounds almost cliche at times to a point to be, there's no one that's this wholesome. There's no one that's this but when you're a kid from the ghetto, literally living in South Central, mm -hmm. moving around state to state, six different elementary schools, not really understanding what stability is until you're almost in your 20s, mm -hmm. making mistakes along a field where you thought that you had comfort in and you never really got a chance. Yeah. It's not lost on a person like that when you're sitting 50 at the at the. 50 yard line or the midfield line of a national professional sporting event mm -hmm. even just there as a spectator like I was in San Diego and then a week later to be part of the team that is putting on the show for a brand new fan base a brand new sport yeah. a brand new introduction to an entire city mm -hmm. it's, it's the humility and being able to stay humble and stay modest isn't some sort of, you know, um, thespian act. It's right. real. It's 100% real. Mm -hmm. There, I'm sure that there are times that if you just stop, you just get lost in the because how? Because why? Oh, I, I never stop asking myself questions all day. Like, but why this? How that? Mm -hmm. When this? Mm -hmm. it's, con it's just constant. Every single day. I'm always curious as to why. So much new stuff that's going to open. Everyone keeps saying it, but I don't even think we understand what possibilities are probably in front of us for if we, not if, as we start to grow, as we start to develop our own mm -hmm. characters and stances within these teams, as we start to become um, more familiar mm -hmm. with our fan base. I don't think either one of us understands the possibilities of doors that could open and where that could lead. Um, it's not hard to stay humble in that and just, you know what, every day I wake up and this is what happens and this is what I do and I put my best foot forward and I've got a, the next big thing to look forward to and I'm just making sure we get to that and then whatever comes out of that naturally, you just jump at the opportunity. You have the confidence now to know that I can do it. If they're looking at you and they're asking and it's an opportunity, you can absolutely do it because you've done this. It's, it's not hard. It's really not hard to stay humble because you go in that moment and you immediately kind of go, okay, that's I'm, I'm a dreamer. I'm living in an actual dream fantasy land right now. Let yeah. me go back to the real world. But in the real world, there are still these 100% potentially tangible assets, which is just... And that's probably why we haven't even been able to grasp the, what happened last Friday. Mm -hmm. Here we are a week later mm -hmm. and we're still like, did that really happen? That mm -hmm. wasn't real. We just happened to... We our ships pass in the night of the same dream, mm -hmm. right? Because this wasn't mm -hmm. real. There's no way that was this Absolutely. was real. Remember those ones that had that nickel culture? That I was there too. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm glad that she came back, even though your throat's hurting a little bit. That's the best I got for you now. <laughs> okay, I think we're at that time. Yeah, I know you had said 15, but I mean 50 is close to 15, right? 55 an hour. Yeah. That's good. I think we said it was going to be yeah, an hour for probably, you know, I on a special would. type or something like that. Absolutely. I know. I, I could, could keep going and going and going about there's still, this. There's, there's still more stuff to talk about. There's we so talked, much. We talked kind of like the before, mm -hmm. but we could still talk about the actual preseason game, about stuff mm -hmm. that we learned. Um, I have no idea 
the kind of stuff that you're receiving as like directions on your end from the from the stage managers and mm-hmm. how the director's interacting with you, mm-hmm. my interaction with the direct director and the other crew and the stats guy um, and watching and uh, grasping the game is different. And then the actual game itself about how, you know, in between those breaks, what was it like running those events after having only, you know, a little bit of time to practice? No pressure. Yeah. I do. I got so much positive feedback. So the feedback that I'm getting from them, it's coming from a place of actual care and compassion. Yes. It's not like you're making me look bad. Hey, we want to give you this feedback because we want you to flourish because when you grow and do good, we all grow and do good. It's like a team effort. So I'm like, oh man, yeah, I need to just get out of my head and I need to just go out there and be Jen and be loud and crazy. I can't even tell you how many times when Tony was in front of me, I wanted like during the the smile cam, I wanted to get my teeth in front of the camera and be weird and just do Which, all this stuff. Next game, you probably should. Maybe I should just be my my weird self and just move around and blah, 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 and just be crazy. And I thought about it and I'm like, no, I don't want to scare away the fans. I don't want to do this. I want to do that. Well, at this point, if they weren't scared away by what happened last Friday, I think they're going to come back for more. Right. Like, legit. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we have a really good season ahead of us. You're totally right. This is just the tip of the iceberg for both of us. Mm -hmm. We are going to learn and grow so much. This Mm -hmm. is turning into, like, a little bit of a sermon in a second, but I'm just really happy to be working with you, and you are an amazing soul. This is a gut feeling. I get it. It's an intuition thing. Mm-hmm. When you you read the room and you read people and you're like, he's on the level. Or yeah, she gets it. She's on the level. I feel like we are those people that they were pointing at. Mm-hmm. They get it. They're on the level. Mm-hmm. What? Thank you to the Brew Haha podcast listeners. Thank you to the Las Vegas Desert Dogs in-game host and MC at Michelob Ultra Arena. Miss Jen Coffee. Oh, no problem. You're welcome. And thank you to our PA public address. No, what is it? Public addresser or public address? Public address announcer. Public address yeah. announcer. Right. So your P it's PA by short. Yeah. But your your public P- address P- announcer. Our public address announcer, Mr. G. White. Oh my, I, god, oh, my god. oh my god. Sir G. Or does this sound a little like Elton? John? I, one of the one of the handles was Mr. G. Mr. So G. at some Mr. point, it, yeah, but you know, have I to think, play with it. Exactly. At yeah. this point, it's kind of just if G White works, that's fine. If it comes out to just be G, and if somebody, you know, someone out there goes by like Big Rob, um, they have a couple guys with like hockey style names. Mm-hmm. At this point, I have no idea what would fit. I'll probably shop it around. Yeah, I might have to pin you on Messenger a couple of times. Like, can you just give me something to work with this? Give game? me a list of fifty, <laughs> and then I'll pick the best five or something like that. <laughs> Listeners, please give G. White some sort of sauce, okay? Please. (laughs) I love it. Also, make sure to please, if you live in the Las Vegas area, please head over to Michelob Ultra Arena on January 6th for our next in-home game. Tickets are available on LasVegasDesertDogs.com. We are playing the Philadelphia Wings Friday, January 6th at 7.30 p.m., here in the beautiful Las Vegas. Is this one tele- televised, telecast? I think, every, I think everything's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Okay. And then we have a, a local affiliate in my LVTV okay. that should be covering the local games, which I think uh, we met the uh, play-by-play caster, which would be Doug Bellamy. Um, That's right. Yes, he was, there, yeah, he was there at the last one. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be jumping in on this next cast. Um, so we get a chance to potentially hear him and talk to him and hang out with him. Um, I'm hoping that when we talk to our game presentation, game presentation team that because the Philadelphia Wings are coming in on January 6th can we turn the den into a no fly zone oh shoot (laughs) 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 the brain's brain's always working guys always working